at the potter's house. This is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Go down to the potter's house and there I will give you my message. So I went down to the potter's house and I saw him working at the wheel. But the pot he was shaping from the clay was marred in his hands. So the potter formed it into another pot, shaping it as seemed best to him. Then the word of the Lord came to me. He said, Can I not do with you, Israel, as this potter does, declares the Lord? Like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, Israel. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. getting a bit easier to carry that you know it's now I go to the gym that's for those who've heard many sermons recently um I'm going to ask you a question as we start what is prayer it's very easy so let's have a quick chat with people around us what is prayer you can talk it's okay talk to each other talk to each other You're not quite as raucous as you, you normally are when I ask a question. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Let's draw, draw those little chats to a close, but you can carry on later if you want to um, unpack that even further after I've spoken. I want to tell you a story this week. Um, it's a very current one. I went to the Royal Albert Hall to see uh, a gig, um, and oh, it's a bit weird post-COVID, haven't been in that sort of space where you're with 4,000 other people <laughs> for a very long time. And it, um, that's unrelated to my talk, but I just thought I'd point out that it's strange. Um, and I'm sure you've all been to uh, events. It happened pre-pandemic. It's not just a post-pandemic thing where uh, people have paid a lot of money to go and see who they've gone to see or um, perhaps they're at a sports match or whatever it is and they get their phone and they just sort of watch it through their phone. Have you ever done? Or tourists do it too. They're looking at something, they're trying to take photos, so many photos, they take so many photos. I do it too, to be honest, um, but I didn't at this gig. And what I then noticed was how many people were, about a third, I think, of people were standing um, in the stalls and they were, they were all with their phones, looking through their phone um, at this incredible... I mean, we're in the Royal Albert Hall, not everybody performs in the Royal Albert Hall, right? Um, and, but they were looking through their phone and it, it struck me as I was preparing this that that is an image of how we view prayer. Through, one, through the wrong lens. But two, we don't encounter God in his presence fully. We put something in the way so that we don't quite have to give our everything. So that we don't quite have to be as vulnerable as we probably need to be to encounter God in all his fullness. And so it struck me as a bit of a picture, perhaps, of the church, but definitely, I think, at times, of this church, that we're so good at ticking the boxes of prayer, but are we really actually entering into God's presence? We're at the very beginning of a series that we've called Blueprint, which is basically 
um, a series to help us to understand who we have been called to be, who we've been made to be in God. Not just individually, but as a community. And today we're looking at prayer, as you may have gathered from my question. And we know that praying is a priority for us. It's in our vision. It's one of the priorities that Tom has given to us to grow deeper in prayer and to be a people of prayer. But we need to refocus. We need to take the phones, maybe this is literally actually, take the phones out of the way and focus on prayer. Focus. Refocus our thoughts on what it means to pray. Refocus our sense of being. Take away all the distractions and be in God's presence. Um, I, I, as you know, I, I feel like I always tell stories at the moment about when I was in India, but forgive me because here's another one. Um, the, the person that I worked with, her mother is called Mariama. She is an incredible woman and she has taught me so much about prayer, partly because at the age of 19, when I first met her, my first conversation with her went like this. What are you doing today, Mariama? And she said, I'm going into town, praise the Lord. I'm going to catch a tuk-tuk. Come, Holy Spirit. And every breath that she took in between everything that she said was a prayer. And I can't even, I can't even do a good impression of it because it was every breath and it went deep into the core of her being that the mundane conversation about what she was doing to get to town, catching a tuk-tuk from the corner of the road, became a prayer Because she knew that every moment of her day, she was in God's presence. And actually, the story of her life is that her and her husband together have planted over 3,000 churches. It's probably more now, I don't know. And they have baptized over 40,000 people. 40,000 people. Okay. This is like numbers that we don't really generally say in church. (laughs) Imagine if Tom said, oh, this weekend I've baptized 40,000 people. Um, And that's that's from sort of, that's a figure that's probably about 10 years old now, so it's definitely more. And the reason that that's happening, I believe, is that they are immersed in God's presence. She is immersed in God's presence. And their ministry doesn't only baptise people, it's transforming lives. They're working with the marginalised, with people on the edges of society. And they're coming to faith, but they're also having their lives restored, transformed. Richard Foster says, real prayer is life-creating and life-changing. Today I want to speak to you about transforming prayer. Not just prayer, transforming prayer. And so I'll ask you another question, what place does prayer have in your life? You don't have to talk for this one. What place does prayer have in your life? Perhaps some of you are sat there thinking, well, it's okay for Mariama to pray like that. That's her life. That's her job. That's what she's given her life to. But haven't we given our life to Jesus too? Shouldn't that be how we pray as well? Perhaps you think, my prayer is just tacked on in the day. It's either at the beginning or at the end, or perhaps in the middle when I'm having a crisis. But it doesn't permeate through everything that we do. Transforming prayers aren't really for me. They're for other people. They're the sort of prayer warriors. They do that stuff, and I'll just pray my prayers. And there is nothing wrong with the way that we pray, but there is more for us. I believe that there is more for us. And if we compare and look at other people's prayer life versus ours, then we're going to have this kind of achievement lens. 
we're going to look at it like I'll succeed, I succeed at prayer. I, I'm a winner. This is what I would be think. I'm a winner at prayer. Yeah, I got that right. I've done it really well today. I've ticked off all the sort of, if you use an app, I don't know who uses an app. If you use an app, I've ticked off this whole week of praying. I am done. I've done really well. And if we look at it through that lens, then maybe we won't ever have as good a prayer life as anybody else because we're measuring it against somebody else. We're not measuring it in the presence of God. We need a transformation lens, not an achievement lens. We need to know that we can be transformed in God's presence and look at prayer in that way. Like the potter molding the clay, we are clay in God's hands. He uses our lives and everything that happens in our lives to help to mold us, to change us, to grow us. And I don't know if you felt like this, but there's times in my life where I think, I thought I'd been molded by now. I thought I'd gone through enough. That's enough now. I don't want to go through that thing again. To be molded is a painful process. Someone told me this morning after we were talking about this that when they had pottery classes for a whole term... They never once put anything in the kiln because it was so difficult to throw the clay and to mold it into something they wanted it to be. They didn't, they didn't want to put it in the kiln. It's a process that's tough, but we are clay in God's hands, forming us into something beautiful with purpose. But the call today is, are you willing to go to the potter's shed? You can stand outside it and you can list off your prayers and you can share with God what you want to share, but are you actually moving into God's presence by his Holy Spirit with everything that you carry? For some of us, the phone analogy, perhaps the things that get in the way, that lens through which we're looking is a lens of shame, a lens of fear, a lens of doubt, a lens of inadequacy. And so we don't bring those things to God because we think he doesn't want us like that. Real prayer is life creating and life changing. There are other scriptures that invite us to see God as a judge, as a ruler, as a lover. But in this passage, we're called to see God as an artist. And it's not the first time we see God as an artist in the scriptures. In Genesis, we see God forming mankind. Then the Lord formed a man from the dust of the ground. I like pausing there. Let's carry on. Then the Lord formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. God uses clay to form humankind from the dirt of the earth. And then he breathes life into his creation. And God's very life, uh, God's very breath gives us life. But today we hear Jeremiah saying that God's people are like clay. God telling Jeremiah that his people are like clay and he is the potter. Clay on the wheel, formed and reformed and molded and shaped in love to create and to renew and to give purpose to who we are. Once you put some clay in the fire, it becomes rigid and it becomes one thing and you can't change it once it's been fired. And it can break. And then it's very difficult to reform it into what it was. But in God's hands, we are the clay. Being completed into the image of Christ. 
Prayer is life-creating and life-giving. The imagery of the clay and the potter roots us to our source. God is there at the very beginning, forming us. And he is here with us now, forming us and molding us as we navigate life's turns and challenges and complicated decisions. God is with you now. This process takes time and it takes effort and energy. That's effort and energy God wants to put into your life. But you have to go into the potter's shed. You have to go into God's presence. And you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable enough to carry all that you carry into that place. We aren't called to list our prayers, although that has a place. Petition prayers have a place. We are called to be in God's presence, to be there with him. Mother Teresa uh, was once asked in an interview, I'm sure I've told this story before. When you pray, what do you say to God? Nothing. I just listen. "Ah, Okay, so what does God say to you? Nothing. He just listens. Are you willing to go to that level of God's presence where you don't have to say anything and you don't have to hear anything from God? How many of you have relationships in your life where you're happy just to be in silence? And then after you've had a bit of silence, you comment how great the silence was because you're just really close friends and it's okay to be silent together. That's the kind of friendship, of love, of compassion God has for us when we enter into that level of prayer. And he wants us to mature in our prayer life so that we can be in that place. Now, my friend, Mariamma, she might not call me her friend, but I'm calling her my friend. Uh, she breathes her prayer. Literally breathes prayers. How often, when you just take a simple breath during a mundane task, do you pray? often when you're tying your shoelaces does it become an act of worship an act of prayer a moment to meet with God in every mundane moment of your life because if God is in everything in all our molding and shaping our journey of life then he's there when we tie our shoelaces and he's there when we have a shower and he's there when you pour out your breakfast cereal are you in relationship with God by your prayer life. It's the, prayer is the way in which God uses, is the way that God uses to mould us and to shape us. To better hear his voice, to understand his ways, and to invite others in. Those who have been through a lot often know who they are. They often understand who they are. Why do you think that is? As Christians, when we go through a lot, God moulds us and shapes us. And he shows us who we are called to be, who he's making us to be. Jesus took himself into God's presence. The Son of God, God made man, took himself into God's presence. How much more do we need to do that? Richard Raw says this, For Jesus, prayer seems to be a matter of waiting in love. Returning to love. Trusting that love is the deepest dream of reality. Do you know that you are loved? 
Do you know deeply enough that you are loved so you can sit in God's presence and that is all you have to give? And if what you want to do in God's presence is cry out, then that's okay too. When my mum, even now, when my mum asks me if I'm okay and I'm not okay, I go, <laughs> I go like that and I just, floods of tears come. When your mum asks, you just, there's something about the way, all she says is, are you okay? Some 7,000 people may have asked me that in the day preceding, nothing happens, but my mum asks, and because I know that I am loved, it all comes out. And that is the same kind of relationship God wants us to have. Are you okay, Sophie? Actually, God, I'm not. And then let it all out. It's okay. Are we willing to go to that place where we're molded and shaped because we have gone with all our vulnerabilities? To breathe is to pray. It's not passive. Every breath you take is an action. You see, you might feel a bit like those attending the concert I was at. It was actually a gig. I, d- I changed it to concert for the nine o'clock and I haven't changed it back. <laughs> attending the gig I was at. <laughs> Present and correct, but not fully in the moment. They're not experiencing it. I'm not even sure why they bought a ticket. Viewing the moment through this lens, maybe it's distraction. Maybe it's doing the right thing. Maybe it's busyness. It could be anything. And we can stand outside the potter's shed and share with God from a distance. Or we can go right in and allow God to mold us and shape us and form us into who he has called us to be. With all our guilt, all our distraction, all our fear, doubt and pain, knowing that God sees all things. And he meets us wholeheartedly, even in spite of those things. And that is where we find the freedom of living with Christ and living in Christ and being in Christ. We have to put down our phones, and sometimes that's literal, but put down the wall, let down the wall, knock down the wall if you have to, that is in the way of your relationship, of your prayer with God. And it's not a prayer life. It's not something separate from your life. It's woven together Life is prayer. If we're to watch how Jesus prays, you can see that. So what's the invitation today? The invitation is transformation. It's transformation in the presence of God. Whatever you're going through this year, walk yourself to the shed. (laughs) It's not something I thought I'd ever say at the front of church. Walk yourself to the potter's shed. Make that movement of moving into God's presence and ask him, Lord, would you shape me and mature me and mold me? I want to experience the kind of prayer that transforms my daily life into all that you've called me to be. And Lord, we want this church to be transformed, to be alive in him. Let's pray. Lord, you invite us in. But we need to walk down. You're knocking on the door and we need to open the door. For some of us, there are things in the way. Shame, guilt, distraction, doubt. For some of us, we've come to church every Sunday of our lives 
and not quite experienced you in the way we know there is. We know there is more. There is always more. We want to experience you today and moving forward. And we want to be transformed by your love and your power and your grace. Come, Holy Spirit, we pray.